0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 66 of Therapy Thoughts with Lindsay. We are here to talk more about relationships and communication and all kind of fun stuff. And by we, I mean myself and Mr. Cash that's there through the computer.
1: Hey, how you doing? What's up?
0: (laughs) Not a whole heck of a lot. I got my new ring light that you say is as bright as the sun. I kind of like it. It's like the whole room is lit up over here.
1: That's how it's supposed to work. (laughs)
0: That <laughs> is how it's supposed to work.
1: That's how it's supposed Absolutely. to work. Absolutely.
0: No, we had demand. We had to take off last week. You know how sometimes you give yourself permission to just take a break and reset. That's kind of what happened last week. I just got to a point where I was like, you know what? I am going to just take a break, decompress, reset, knowing that if I do that, I'm going to be able to come back to it more energized and feeling like I've got, you know, more little nuggets of wisdom to share that hopefully our listeners can kind of apply to their own life and and feel a little bit more confident about things.
1: I feel that way about every two days, but I can only actually take a day like that twice a year. (laughs)
0: Well, okay, I hear you. If you feel like it every two days, maybe we should have like a whole separate conversation about that. But I don't think it's something we can do all the time. And I feel very lucky and very grateful that I have, you know, this kind of work for myself mentality. And I don't take advantage of it a lot. But last week, I was just really, really feeling the overwhelm, you know, so... That being said, I think it, it goes in line with these four agreements that we're talking about. Now, I realize that the fourth agreement next week is actually the one on the concept of what does it mean to do your best, but they all overlap. Whereas today, we want to dig into the third agreement, which talks mostly about not making assumptions. And you remember that like thing you learned in high school or whatever, like don't make assumptions because it makes ass out of you and me or whatever that phrase is. Is. I don't know that we have to take it to that extreme because I don't think anybody makes assumptions with the intention to harm anyone, at least not usually. But from a relationship perspective, it can be really easy to take a very small thing a disagreement, a word, a phrase, a huff, a look whatever and turn it into an assumption that you then create an entire story around in your mind that actually gives you a certain amount of almost like emotional just ugh beneath the surface that you have to deal with and that's really what we're talking about when we're saying not to make assumptions do you feel like you struggle with that Randy
1: I think everybody does i was just thinking doesn't it Seem like in a, to me, an assumption is almost like a, like a reaction. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? You, it's more mm-hmm. you, something you don't necessarily think I'm going to make an assumption here. Just kind of like this reaction that happens, you know, based upon yeah, the situation absolutely. that you're in, you know.
0: I don't think anybody walks around trying to make assumptions. And you're right. It's like a like a, a knee jerk reaction or a gut reaction to something that has happened, something that has been said, you know, a disagreement, whatever. And although we are talking about the four agreements, I really like explaining some of Brene Brown's principles when we talk about the third agreement, because what she likes to say is that in relationships specifically, if You don't have the details about something. Like, let's say you walk in the house and instead of your significant other greeting you happily, they just kind of grumble and go on about what they were doing. It would be really easy to assume that either they're not happy to see you, something you've done has upset them, maybe you, you know, upset them yesterday and they haven't gotten over it yet. Notice I just made a whole bunch of assumptions right there in that explanation. What she likes to talk about is this idea that we make up stories and then we react to those stories as though they are true. Now, let's for this argument say that maybe you really did do something yesterday to upset them that doesn't mean that you have to read their mind to know exactly what they're upset about and then be able to fix it even though they haven't told you what's going on. It's really up to both people to be able to come to the table and have a discussion about what's going on. So rather than there being a misunderstanding, which leads to an assumption, which then leads to hurt feelings or you know, acting on wrong information, and it allows both people to kind of get the junk out so that there aren't these assumptions assumptions that are like lingering and looming out there
1: yeah you're right i never thought of it that way like when you make an assumption it is like you start going down this rabbit hole in your mind for me personally with my crazy i go down like some rabbit holes and (laughs) that could be very bad very dangerous so i try personally to not do that anymore but it is very 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 difficult and i get caught up in that knee-jerk reaction you know especially if your emotions are running really high
0: Yeah, I was having a conversation with a friend of mine. She's not a therapist, but she kind of works in the helping space as more of a coach. And I was talking about how I'm not immune to this. I might teach other people about it, but I'm very much a real person that struggles with this. And because I tend to take things personally, which is the second agreement we talked about last time, I will often take something personally and then make an assumption that it means I'm a terrible person or that it means I've done something wrong. And then what ends up happening in my situations is that I start to irritate other people because I ask them a million times if they're upset with me or I wanna like clear the air when there's really nothing to clear. It's all stories I've made up in my head because I'm sitting there thinking of all of the ways I could have upset them or I could have done something That doesn't really jive with who they are. And then rather than just let it go, I struggle to let it go because I'm making these assumptions about, you know, what it means about my worth as a person. And and that's not that's not okay either, you know?
1: Yeah, absolutely. The uh how's I gonna phrase this? When you get to thinking these things they're not true because you mm-hmm. don't know because you haven't asked. And I think it can be very dangerous, man, especially a person like me who's uh doesn't have the most uh self conf well, self confidence, self esteem is what I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. Man, you could really get yourself in some bad places in your in your mm-hmm. mind with that assumption mm-hmm. thing.
0: Absolutely. And it's not to say that you should never give voice to them, but you also don't want to, you know, overly assume all the time that you're the bad guy and that you've done the wrong thing. Now, sure, if you've really messed up, if you've done something to hurt someone else, or maybe you, you know, you said something and you kind of thinking back or like, wow, I probably shouldn't have said that, you know, maybe that wasn't the best way to phrase something, go ahead and own it. But then once you've owned it and you've cleared the air, it's really on the other person to be able to tell you if there are lingering feelings that need to be worked out otherwise continuing to hold on to it and making an assumption about what it means to you your relationship your you know future success as a person that's where we start to trip ourselves up and these two agreements between making excuse me between taking something personally and then making an assumption about it really do play off of each other. And I feel like if we could learn how to catch ourselves before we make up the story that we then react to and harbor a lot of negative emotion about, we've got to find a way to sort of get the junk out, but to do it in a healthy way. And that is actually what I talk about in my free guide, as well as my various relationship workshops, which we'll be relaunching here at the end of the month, where we dig really deep into this idea of what does it take to have healthy communication in your relationship so that you aren't having these misunderstandings and there's less likelihood that someone's going to misinterpret what the other one means. And on the off chance that there is a misinterpretation, you have set up a check-in so that you know how to get back on the same page anytime it feels like you've gotten disconnected.
1: You know, if you walk into that situation and you don't know, I would say don't be afraid to ask.
0: Yes, ask, but don't assume, right? Rather than, did I do something to upset you? Hey, you seem a little upset. I'm just checking to make sure you're doing okay. And then it really is on the other person to step up to the plate to either say, you know what, I've had a rough day, nothing against you. I'm just not feeling my best right now. Or, you know, I'm okay, we're okay, but that thing you said last night has really stuck with me and I just, I'm trying to let it go, right? That's what I mean when I say healthy communication. Versus just reacting emotionally and letting the emotions get the better of you.
1: Yeah, because a lot of times you could just walk in and be like, oh, great. And what did I do now? You know, right. and make an assumption, it might not be anything that you've done.
0: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I feel like that's where that spiraling thinking starts to happen, where you start to think you've done something wrong. And then you've convinced yourself that that's absolutely what it is. I'll give you a great example A a really early in my career, a, a client that I worked with, they've let me have permission to use this story. Um, she was very attuned to his emotions. And when he would be feeling sad or down or off, she picked up on it. And a lot of times would kind of falsely assume it had something to do with her. And the best example I can give you is that they came in and they said, well, we finally got to the bottom of things. We were sitting there watching a movie and he just let out a big sigh and didn't even realize he had done it. But she spent like the next 20, 30 minutes in the movie, not even paying attention to the movie and worried that he was mad at her. Ultimately, she paused the television and she just said, look, you huffed a little bit ago and I can't quit thinking that it's about me. And I'm not even sure what I did. And he looked at her and he was like, do you want to know the the honest truth of what was going on? And She's like, yeah, I'd like to know what happened. He goes, I had a gas pain and it was causing me to have some pain sit there on the couch. And as soon as it passed, I just let out a big kind of like, oh, okay, like, let's move on. I feel better, you know? So he's over here being grateful that his stomach doesn't hurt anymore. And she's assuming the absolute worst based on the fact that he let out a sigh with no explanation. And I'm also not wanting people to feel like they take that story And then decide that anytime they have an emotion of some sort that they have to justify or explain it. But I think, yeah, like if there is a miscommunication that's occurring, it it would be helpful to talk about it. And she did. She was like, I never would have guessed that he was dealing with gas pains like there's so many things I would have guessed that never would have been it. And of course, there's no way I could be responsible for that. So it was really an eye opening experience for her to be like, wow. I am assuming a lot of things and I am taking responsibility for things that have literally nothing to do with me.
1: See, that would have been my first guess.
0: Are you serious?
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, because you beat me to the fart joke because I had it written down. I was like, "Eh," she beat me to it. But yeah, it's a—it's kind of a natural reaction to kind of feel like in that situation that you've done something wrong. I mean, I think that's a fear that I personally have. I guess I don't want to speak for everybody else, but I definitely have that fear if I find myself in that situation.
0: I do think it's very common, probably a lot more common than people realize. And then what tends to happen in the assumption world is that you start thinking you're the only one that struggles in this way. And that's just not true. You know, everyone has their own version of relationship struggles. There's no such thing as a perfect relationship. And I'm not even sure that should be the goal. I think it should be two people that are willing to continue working together to build a life and and to build a relationship that serves the needs of both people. And I think that that becomes lost sometimes when we get into the weeds of arguing details that may or may not matter or making assumptions or taking things personally or having days that we just feel off. And so that's why I talk so much about coming back to a centering point where you're able to reset and go, "Okay, we're on the same team. Let's try this again. Let's reset and let's keep moving forward. I'm not going to tell you it's easy. It's a simple process in theory, but that doesn't mean it's easy to implement. And it's definitely not easy to maintain. That's why it takes work and effort and consistency, but it doesn't have to be hard, at least not in the way we typically think of hard.
1: It's funny because I've been talking with my one of my children lately about um, intentions and being honest about your intentions and how you it started with music, but you know, that's how you should be every day in your life, whatever situation or relationship that you're in, what is your intention in this relationship? And can you be honest with yourself about that first? Mm
0: -hmm. Absolutely. I think that's a great way to look at it. The intentions really do matter. And it's not to say that the intentions always land the way that we want them to, which is why communication is also part of this whole mix. But yes, I think the intentions and being honest and, you know, kind of up front about what it is that you're you're going for is super, super important. Absolutely.
1: You can find my shenanigans on the Instagrams at RCash Comedy. You were done, right? You had that look like Cash. I'm done. Get me out of here.
0: <laughs> I wasn't like get me out of here, but I am actually pretty proud of us that we have maintained a relatively shorter recording schedule now for the last number of months. And I feel like it's going pretty good. We kind of got like our little rhythm about us.
1: Yeah, it's coming along. It takes a little time, but we're figuring it out.
0: We are figuring it out. And sooner rather than later, we're going to try and figure out a way to go over on that Clubhouse app and do some rooms together. So stay tuned for that. If you would like to follow along with what I've got going on, I would love for you to follow me on Facebook at Lindsay Walden Consulting on Instagram, I'm at this is Lindsay Walden. On TikTok, it's at this is Lindsay Walden. On Pinterest, you can actually now search for me by my name, Lindsay Walden, or by Therapy Thoughts, and it will pop up. And then over on Clubhouse, I'm at Lindsay.Walden. I would love it also if you would hit that subscribe button here on our iTunes and make sure you follow along with what we've got going on. In the meantime, until we're back next week, keep living your best life and building that relationship of your dreams. We'll be back next week with more.